Welcome to the Square Apple Show. Hi, I'm Dr. Yong Shin Ling. I'm the co-founder of Change Voyage Consulting. After 20 years of corporate life, I successfully transited to be an entrepreneur. Wearing multiple hats as an entrepreneur, adjunct lecturer, mother, wife, daughter, sister, has taught me how to navigate life's challenges. And my secret is the Square Apple. In this show, I will discuss tips and strategies to change the way you think about your personal and professional life. Because if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change. Ready to activate the square apple in you? Let's begin! Hi, I'm Shinning. Welcome to the Square Apple Show. Today, I'll be illustrating a commonly used change management model using an example that most Singapore listeners would resonate with. And that's the use of the digital payment QR code in hawker centres. This episode is for those of you who may be responsible to plan and manage user adoption for change initiatives. In the earlier episodes, I have started to cover a few change management models that I frequently use. These models are useful to give people a good grasp of all the dimensions that affects the audience's propensity to change. It helps you understand why people are not changing in the way you expect them to be. And it also helps you to figure out what you can do to influence them. Just a quick recap of what I've covered previously. I covered Head, Heart, Hand Framework by the Heath Brothers where I talked about how I use the model to change the behaviour of my child. We also use the MARS model, which stands for Motivation, Ability, Role Perception and Situation or Structure. I went through the model using the fictitious example of a client who faced pilfering issues in their factory. I also used the model to explain how the Gamchon culture village successfully transformed from a slum to a thriving tourist hotspot today. For those of you who are interested in these specific episodes, you can find them together with the transcripts on the Change Voyage Consulting website and I'm going to provide the link in the show notes below. Today, I'm going to talk about a third model which I also use very often in analysing the levers for adoption. It is the ATCA model that was developed by Jeff Hyatt and is often used as a tool by ProSign. A stands for awareness, D for desire, K for knowledge, A for ability, and R for reinforcement. A means that the person needs to be aware of the need for change. D means that the person must feel a strong desire to change. The Y needs to be strong. Knowledge means learning how to do it. Ability is actually putting the learning to practice. And finally, reinforcement is around sustaining the change for the long term. We briefly talked about this in an earlier podcast, Only a Thirsty Horse Will Drink. We'll now deep dive to understand this model a bit more using the case study of the Singapore government wanting to help seniors, hawkers and others to uh, to adopt technology. Due to the COVID situation, Singapore government has stepped up efforts to help seniors, hawkers and others to adopt technology. In a newspaper article published in Straits Times on 1st June 2020, it says that the government will hire 1,000 people to reach out to stallholders and seniors in hawker centres to use the digital tools. What will these people do? Without knowing the details, I imagine that they will first go stall to stall to explain to the hawkers 
that the SGQR code is available to them? And if they need more information, where can they get them? So probably they will pass them a pamphlet because the hawkers may be busy. So at this stage, most hawkers who bother to pay some attention would know that this program exists and where to look for more information. So this is the first stage, which is the awareness stage. Then what happens? Do we expect all of them to set up SGQR code the following day? Answer would be no. Just being aware doesn't mean it will translate to action. The hawkers need to be convinced why they should change. If I were a hawker, I would be wondering why I should go through the trouble of learning all these digital stuff when it's perfectly easy to just collect cash. You mean if I do this e-payment thing, I can get more customers and earn more money? If I don't do, also I won't lose business, right? When the why is not clear and it's not mandatory, then there is no motivation to pursue the change. However, if you were to provide them with research data that shows that during COVID, customers would prefer to buy from stalls that doesn't require them to pay cash due to hygiene considerations, then the why would be clearer. If they don't do, they would lose business. So even with clear motivation, the barriers are still high. Like a certain 55-year-old fruit seller said in a newspaper report that he faced difficulties learning how to use internet banking and he had to ask the children of other stallholders to explain to him how it worked. If I were the hawker, my objections may be, the handphone screen so small, how can I be sure that the customers have paid? Or is it like credit card? Will the government take a transaction fee? I mean, I know the answers, but I suspect many people will have doubts. So the straightforward way is to provide K, which stands for knowledge. The Money Authority of Singapore website has got very clear information on the SGQR for those who wishes to take it up. It can also be provided via the ambassadors visiting the hawkers. Now, we move on to ability. The difference between knowledge and ability in the context of the ACA model is that the ability requires you to apply what you know. Assuming that a person already knows what to do, but he still may not do it because he is not confident to set it up because he has never done it before. So the way to lower the barrier is to have someone to walk him through the processes together, step by step, until it is complete, or design a system such that it is extremely user-friendly and there is absolutely no way he can go wrong. The last part is R, which stands for reinforcement. Technically, change takes place at a point in time. For example, when I was young, there were signs everywhere that states if you litter and get caught, you will pay a fine of $1,000. People change because the why is clear. If you litter, then your money is gone. But it's the wrong why. The intent is to bring about a fundamental and long-term behavioural change and the why is that we are not throwing litter because we feel that we have responsibility to keep public areas clean. Likewise, the government wants the shift towards digitalizing the way of doing business to be a sustained shift. And to sustain the change, they have to make sure that there are measurements in place to ensure that the, the change is on track and to take interventions if it's not on target. 
the government also needs to educate not only the business but also the customer so that customers can become a driving force to change. Someone affected by the change doesn't necessarily go through all stages sequentially. In fact, desire to change can be the most elusive. People may go through the change because the boss says so or the government says so, not because they genuinely desire to change. As implementers of change, if we can't find the key to unlock the why in people, then it is difficult to sustain the change. Hence, managing change is really like running experiments. The different dimensions in the framework are levers to diagnose why people are not adopting and it gives you an idea how to fix the problems. But you can't be sure that your intervention will necessarily fix the problem. So it's important to keep a close watch on the effectiveness of the change intervention. If the adoption is poor, we usually like to say that it's a user problem, but it could jolly well be because we didn't see and hear their feedback to us. We're now near the end of this episode. By looking at the government's effort to encourage digital adoption of the SGQR digital payment um, by Hawkers, we saw how the ATCAR model can be used to diagnose and solve adoption barriers. So when you next try to figure out why adoption of change is low, ask yourself, have they got the knowledge and can they apply? If the answer is yes to both, then ask if you understand what motivates them to change. Then are you designing your change intervention to be aligned with their motivation? I hope you have enjoyed this episode. If you have questions or thoughts on this episode, please connect with me on LinkedIn at bit.ly forward slash square apple. That's bit.ly forward slash S-Q-U-A-R-E-A-P-P-L-E. Thank you and see you soon. Thank you for joining me today. I'm very honoured to have you here. If you would like to keep going and want to know more about the number one Southeast Asia's leading female entrepreneurship network, head over to Soul Rich Woman at S-O-U-L-R-I-C-H-W-O-M-A-N.com and download the free ebook on how to get clients and multiply your income through personal branding. Remember, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change. Do subscribe to The Square Apple Show and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Bye for now.